Hello, everybody, and welcome back. I um, hope you all enjoyed your break. Um, I wanted to take this opportunity to thank everybody involved with Panel 1 for the uh, successful panel. Uh, thank you all. That worked really well. And it is my pleasure to announce this beginning to panel number two. And so today, the second panel is going to be on collecting tangible and intangible heritage in museums. Uh, so yes, collectible, tangible, and intangible heritage in museums in the United States. And we have two panel chairs with us here today. Uh, first will be Monica Ristikoff de Gorgas. Uh, Monica is an ICAFOM board member adjunct faculty member of the National University of Tucumán and a former director of the National Museum Jesuit Estancia de Altagracia. And our second panel chair is David De La Torre, an ICOFOM US, sorry, ICOM US board member, curator of exhibitions for the Katz Snyder Gallery at the Jewish Community Center of San Francisco and a senior museum associate at Community Arts International. And so I would ask that the panel members for panel two, please activate your microphones and your cameras at this point. You are you now have presentation capabilities. So if we could have David, okay. Monica, right. Here I am. Alexandros, Fabian, and Jeffrey, please bring on okay. your video and your cameras and your audio, and we can begin. Hello. My name is Jeffrey Henry, and my paper was on the artifacts of cultural change and their effect on the museum. The current ICOM definition does not fully take into account curatorial historiography, especially in how museums tended to only collect material objects into the 20th century. Cultural change is not fully a tangible artifact in history, in archaeology, Specifically, the how and why Native Americans were forced to change as a result of aggressive European colonization. European colonists also transformed themselves to adapt to this new world, as they called it. The major players were not just solely the indigenous and colonizing population, but also disease and warfare. Both peoples changed, but the indigenous population more so. With the interpretations of how and why varying to the present day, dynamic presentations of complex histories, including of Native Americans, are required to better inform the more inclusive audience. Considering the application of my master's project conducted at the Fruitlands Museum, the aim was to show how intangible collections like oral and narrative history provide deeper meaning for the interested museum visitor via exhibits, public programming, and general research. Good morning, uh, Fab. Um, happy to have you this morning with your presentation. Fabienne, better known as Fab Soa, is a social media consultant for the Royal Museums of Fine Arts in Belgium and is currently working on the development of an environmental project which will invite art and science museums to provide educational program to communities located outside their geographic boundaries. To develop her project, Fab attended the 2015 Western Museum Association Conference and the 2016 California Museum Association Annual Conference, and she engaged in the 2015 CAM Learning Collaborative Program. Fabienne earned a doctorate in the history of art from the Université Libre de Bruxelles in 2013. Welcome, Fab. Thank you um, for allowing me to participate in this symposium. Um, I feel honored to be here today. I'm not a, prof a museum professional per se. Uh, museum and what the term encompasses are inherent to my professional and academic life, though. And yes, I do try to cultivate myself as much as I, more so than what my degrees gave me, because I would like to um, uh, try to develop a project um, here in my local community. So um, the journey to present um, to you a suggestion for the ICOM new definition of museum has been truly invigorating, and I have to say that by now I'm very impatient to see its outcome. Um, I do not really fit um, into the intangible and intangible uh, heritage as actually my um, 
suggestion uh, calls for the recognition of natural heritage in the new ICOM definition of museum. I would like to suggest that the concept of heritage as presented in the current ICOM definition of museum be revised. The ground for this suggestion relies on the assumption that there is a need to review the idea that there is a split between humanity and its environment. As mentioned by Chair Committee uh, Ms. Jetty Sandal in her videotaped interview presenting the need to rethink globally the ICOM definition of museums. I will use the, national, the United States National Park Services to demonstrate my point. But before getting to the United States specific case study, let's make sure we are all on the same page as to what the 2007 definition stands for. I am for my degrees an art historian, thus an historian, and by default when I look at the future, I can't help myself but to look first at the past. So please forgive me for this professional pitfall. But my presentation will start with a quick overlook of the evolution of time in time of ICOM definition of museums. I'm sorry, a little part will be redundant with Monsieur Meret's uh, presentation, but we hadn't communicated that we both would discuss uh, this section in our presentation. However, it is important for me to go over this um, today with you as it's addressed at the core of my argument. I'm not going to cover the history of the um, uh, ICOM um, definition of museum. Um, I will <laughs> spare you that. But I would like to focus on a couple of terms I have highlighted in red. As we can see, the first definition of museum insisted, in, from 1946, insisted on the term collection. This term has been removed from the definition of museum since 1961. Yet, as we have heard in the previous um, um, presenters today, and I would challenge anyone, as a matter of fact, in general, when they think about a museum, do they not think first about a collection? Yet this word is not part of the definition since 1961. Let's move on to 2001. Uh, which um, definition, which stem the 2007 definition discussion here for um, discussed for revision. Since 1946 up until 2001, the definition remains attached to the concept of materiality, material evidence. In 2007, material evidence was replaced by tangible and intangible artifacts. Prior to moving on, I would like for you to note, which was also mentioned by Monsieur Merez er, um, earlier today, the length of the 2001 definition, which includes a series of what I will refer to as addendum attached to it. Mainly those addendums define the type of institution that can be considered museums. I will come back to those later, but for your information, similar addendums arise as early as 1961. Please keep, in mind, keep them in mind for now and take notice that those were removed from the 2007 definition. All right, let's sum up. Over time, the definition of museums revi revisited among, among other concepts, the concept of collection and material evidence. Institution replaced collections in 1961 and hasn't been challenged since. Tangible and intangible heritage replaced material evidence in 2007. What does this mean concretely? Well, prior to find out, let's re refresh our memory for a second. What is of interest in this particular slide is the concept of heritage. Please note, UNESCO refers to cultural heritage while ICOM refers to heritage of the humanity, uh, of humanity, sorry. This, thing, this distinction can be of importance, however, it will not be uh, discussed here. Let's read together the definition of cultural heritage. It is the legacy of physical artifacts and intangible attributes of a group or society that are inherited from past generation, maintained in the present, and bestowed for the benefit of future generations. The pictures represented in this slide on the upper part are from the UNESCO website, and they characterize the type of heritage that we discuss here. The upper picture, a remain of a building, historic place, we don't know. The lower picture, it depicts a today representation of a intangible attribute, dance, and musical performance of a given culture. 
Now let's look at contemporary tangible artifacts and intangible attributes. The building Getty Center presented on the upper um, on the upper picture is not a tangible heritage per se. However, its essence, which is to be a building as it is inherited from past generation, the essence of the Getty Center is what makes it a heritage. The Getty Center per se will maybe become over time a heritage bestowed for the benefit of future generation. The lower um, picture should be a video, but it wasn't possible to have this video display, and it should focus on what's at the very and it should focus on the live performance of a DJ that was performing at the Getty Museum on, um, on an August night, um, night opening of the Getty Museum. The live performance of the DJ is not an intangible heritage per se. However, the essence of live performances are inherited from past generation and can be considered today a live heritage. Now that we have acknowledged that an heritage can be an essence, inherited from past generation, let's focus on the 2007 ICOM definition of museums, which removed the addendum specifying the institution qualifying as museums. What does that mean concretely? When in 2007, nature reserves and the specification of museal activities that an institution could perform were removed from the definition of its ad or its addendum, de facto, the definition no longer acknowledge the natural heritage, institution and institution undertaking museal activities performed by organizations such as the National Park Services who preserve, research, communicate, and present to the public the natural heritage or its biodiversity of its land and what and water. Why may you ask? The definition includes heritage of humanity and its environment. So can't it be argued that the term environment impl implies natural heritage? Albeit it would be a rather loose reference, it could indeed if the term tangible and intangible weren't associated to the concept of heritage. Because both terms are irrevocably related to humanity. The natural heritage is but its very essence can neither be objectivized, thus doesn't fit the tangible artifact category. Natural heritage is neither a practice, a representation, expression, or a skill of a community. It is versatile, versatile in the sense that it will not be permanently on site and may never return. We know for a fact that species appear and disappear, and as a matter of fact, I would like to give a concrete uh, sample of the versatile aspect of uh, nature. The Pontreas National Park um, and Seashore here in um, Northern California, um, one of their uh, big highlights for the visitors is to come and see the activities of um, elephant seals. Those elephant seals reappeared on the seashore of um, what is now Pontreas National Park in 1984. They had been absent of the seashore for 150 years. So, so goes nature. It comes, it goes. It isn't permanent. Let's take a look at ICOM definition of museum, ICOM mission, and what is ICOM? What do we note? The mission of ICOM refers specifically to the natural heritage, yet when it comes to state what ICOM is and its purpose, and the purpose it serves, the natural heritage is yet once again eluded. Thus, the National Park Service's outdoor sites and their professionals are eluded from ICOM. But let's leave for a moment ICOM aside and let's focus a little bit on what does the United States think and what is the definition of museum for the United States and for the Park, National Park Service's um, definition as well. But before we move on to that, I would like to make sure that we have a, a clear understanding of what the mission of the National Park Service's um, is just for um, clarification. This is a 1916 act. Today, the mission has been broadened up to um, include the recreational areas that encompass the National Park Services. But for the purpose of uh, this demonstration, I remain to a shorter, um, more focus on the natural heritage. 
So the mission, the original mission, and still very much uh, in place today, is to conserve the scenery and the natural and historic object of wildlife therein for the enjoyment of future generations. So then let's look if the United States and the National Park definition of museums actually recognize the holistic mission of the National Park Services. Well, I believe that the read of the words highlighted in red are enough for all of you know, to know and recognize that the National Park Service's mission to conserve the scenery and natural and historic object and wildlife therein isn't recognized by the United States as a museum practice, nor is it by the National Park Service's museum system. Furthermore, it is fair to say that the museum definition of the Code of Federal Regulation and the National Park Museum Handbook demonstrates that the United States hasn't yet integrated to its museum vision and mission, ICON's 2007 inclusion of intangible heritage, and remains focused on the concept of collecting material evidence. I believe Jeffrey has made quite a point on this already. And Deborah had also said that uh, museums tend to uh, remain a temple of objects in the United States. So what does that mean on the field? Well, this means that the Battery Thompson built in 1939 for homeland security purposes. Today, that is on the site of the Golden Gate Recreational Area, is recognized as an artifact by the National Museum Collection. Once a month, within that um, the definition of what museums need to do for the National Park Services, it is to present its collection on a regular basis. The inside of the battery is open to the public once a month. However, on the right-hand side, the elks wandering around Point Reyes National Parks and the professional maintaining the grounds are not part of a museum practice. And yet, the National Park Service's professional worked tirelessly day and night with the broader public at raising the awareness of the natural heritage. The National Park Service's professional worked night and day tirelessly at reducing the split between humanity and its environment, to quote once again Ms. Sandal. Furthermore, the National Public Participatory program, which has been also mentioned here by Jeffrey prior to um, my presentation, which include public research involvement, involvement, and yet also Jeffrey mentioned a museum may not only be a scholarly um, presentation of facts. Well, the public participatory program, which includes public research involvement, such as citizen science, are, if not a perfect model, for sure are a model that can benefit the broader commu museum community, and vice versa. The National Park Service's professionals, all of them, could benefit from professionals from around the world. During her filibustering museology podcast interview, Mrs. Alice Sondengay, who, pr who presented earlier this, uh, this morning, the pro program manager for the American Indian Language Development Institute, reminded the audience in her filibustering museology of the intertech policies that regulate museum in the United States and how grant allocation can at times restrict museum to respond to social changes. This may explain why the United States has not yet considered aligning its definition of the museum with the 2007 inclusion of ICOM's intangible heritage and UNESCO living human heritage as well. Mrs. Sangonin so sorry, Sandogay's reminder may forecast that an ICOM natural heritage recognition will not have an immediate impact on the well-established museal practice of the National Park Services. However, it would be a start to acknowledge the vital role of the bio of the biodiversity for humanity. It would recognize the entire spectrum of activities or duties performed by the National Park Services and similar institutions pertaining to museal activities highlighted previously. It would recognize a broad spectrum of professionals from around the world committed to those core duties as well as their core values. Would you agree with me that this little elephant seal is a heritage for nature? I thank you for your attention. Yeah.
If I have time, I would like to make one clarification. Do I have time, James? Um, can you, do you need to make it right? Yes, um, make it right now, and then we'll have to move to the next presenter. So that way we don't have to save it until the Q&A so that it's timely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I just wanted to make a couple of points as a clarification. Did the ICOM, um, ICOM definition of 2001 intentionally remove uh, natural heritage uh, from its definition? I don't believe so. I just think that it was what we call collateral damage when it found a way to include yeah, uh, intangible heritage. Then suddenly something happened there that um, the definition overlooked natural heritage. It may also have been implied in my presentation that ICOM should revisit the 2007 decision to no longer specify the nature of museal institutions. Quite on the contrary, this paper, um, this presentation embraces the concept discussed during the Buenos Aires ICOFON symposium, which suggested that the definition of museum should be flexible enough in order to make it clear that it is a space in which its goal is to reconcile human beings through knowledge of different realities. And I believe that the natural heritage is a different reality. Thank you so much. Thank you, Fab. Hi, uh, I'm Alex Nuros. Uh, do you hear me? I'm on. Yes. Okay, thank you. And can you see your uh, presentation? Yes, yes, I can see. Thank you. Perfect. Uh, so my presentation, entitled Museum 4D, will be about the next step of the exhibition experience. 4D is obviously about the four dimensions, the three of them spatial, and the fourth is about time. Although time is an infinite parameter or rule that troubles mathematics and physics and many more fields of studies, uh, these presentations uh, use time as a tool of observation. Uh, so to begin with, heritage of any known civilization is mostly presented in a museum. Exhibits of artifacts, artifacts, and documents are organized for the public to observe in entertaining and learning experiences for, uh, the, and for the scientists to examine for research purposes. Uh, dynamic exhibitions in innovative ways often try to merge the visitor to the mood of the time era of the presented artifacts. Nonetheless, this physical representation will only be a small-scale environment of the wanted time zone. For uh, this main issue of how this environment of non-existing places could become more realistic using the tangible artifacts without raking them to be answered, it is necessary for the general characteristics of any museum exhibition and exhibit to be addressed. So we need to know what is a museum. Museums, though their value is presented throughout history, always had a special role in any society. A place with, which could and still can have different morphological structures in places, but always carrying memories, pieces of human souls and fragments and of societies and civilizations. Like protective cocoons, aiming in presenting them optimally to the public eye, but also in studying them by experts for better understanding of historical events. But what is the formal definition of the word museum? Based on the ICOM museums are, ident are being identified as a non-profit permanent institution in the service of society and its development open to the public which acquires, conserves, researches, communicates and exhibits the tangible and intangible heritage of humanity and its environment for the purposes of education, study and enjoyment. Every museum as institutions consists uh, of exhibits with historical, personal, and societal meaning. All the exhibits are evidence of human civilizations, observers of the human and natural history, and testimonies of examinations of mind and soul in an innovative way. As the role of the museum is to be the perfect host of every civilization's heritage, it is undoubtedly that the same buildings we identified as these hosts are independent exhibits as as they are part of the world's history, like architectural diamonds of the city they grace. Outcome usually of a core idea, which is product of the theme, the history, and the possible exhibitions that are going to be presented, a museum traditionally is characterized by A-class architecture and mystical spaces ready to induct the visitor to new worlds and stories. 
Theatricality is particularly well suited to the museum environment. It is a place out of the ordinary. This well-designed environment is an empty canvas ready to welcome constantly new pieces of art, parts of a greater and steadily changing collage. Every exhibition succeeds a former, creating relentlessly a great story with different chapters. In museums, the main matter of design scenography is the representation of time and the traces of that process at the exhibits. In its countless alveoli, space contains compressed time. That is what space is for, writes Gaston Bachelin in Poetics of Space. Like the books, museums were built to tell stories, stories that need time to be prepared, to be read, and to be understood by artists, scientists, and the public. Although their skin is solid, specific, and with strict presence in any city, their content is often soft, flowing with few guidelines presenting the truth through examination. Time is the only tool one needs to for observing, understanding, and meditating. Lectio Divina, the sacred reading. This may be the perfect phrase which comprehends the museum process of inducting and teaching lessons towards the public. Basically, this is a method mostly for religious matters, for delving into the deeper meaning of what you are trying to read, aiming for self-examination and reflection. Every requirement for the museum's Lectio Divina or of the visitor are included in the process of designing and organizing museums. Architects, museologists and historians, artists and nowadays organizing teams of digital parts need to collaborate for a well-balanced and harmonious function of the museum for a better interest of the public. The characteristics of such buildings and their areas are, have rules in common grounds. Like modern temples, museums have usually a majestic architecture with vivid ornaments for the facade and the interior, perfect lighting and acoustics, well-organized walkthrough for the visitor, and every needed condition for the best presentation of any exhibit. Uh, on the other hand, on the other hand, exhibits, creation, and defining them with highly philosophical and stochastic meanings is an everlasting process of humankind. Of objects of everyday use for the people of thousand years ago, in combination with oral stories, urban legends, and written documents that have survived through time, create tremendous stories and scenarios about different periods of past. All these products are treasures of information that need to be kept safe and in best possible condition for public amusement and constant research. These tangible so-called artifacts are carry memories that we need to discover. As Aristotle wrote, estimen uni nimi uti estesis uti polypsis alla tuton tinos exi ipathos otan gineode chronos, which means memory is not the feeling nor the thinking, but the possession or passion for them where time goes by, concerning memories as objects of the past and as, as a time-connected tendency. Time became pa apart from prominence of civilizations, transcience, mark the natural phenomenon of corrosion and destruction as exhibits. Artifacts and artifacts are results of evolution. Through the, the traces of time's layers and their specifically identified human actions, an exhibit or a monument reveals in depth the plurality of historical thoughts and actions that need for it to be shaped the way it is. This is why exhibits carry treasures we need to unveil, because memories uh, are the poetic meaning of history, the structure of soul, and the core of life condemns the physical and spiritual work of previous generations. Uh, the maintenance of every exhibit as it was found and the right presentation to the public could create a unique experience for the viewer. All the aforementioned issues form a basis of rule for every museum that desires the most suited way to overcome the challenges of delivering a whole and perfect result. This could be a grammar for museum making as an abstract definition. Nevertheless, how could this abstract museum grammar evolve responding to the new technologies of honoring the, exhibit, uh, the existing exhibits? Maybe Malraux in Voices of Silence writing that if we could feel how the first years of an Egyptian statue fell, then in, in a haste, uh, we would move them out of the Museum of Louvre, is providing us the answer.
The exhibition next uh, big revolutionary step for artifacts and artifacts may be an exploration of the experiences pro process that a visitor has when interacting with an exhibit or an exhibition, yet with new pioneering terms using the infinite space of virtual world. Imagining virtual reality has been possible only, rec only recently, thanks to a significant increase in the power of computers, especially the possibility of creating computer-generated images in real time, uh, and enabling a future for real-time interaction be between the user and the virtu virtual world. Um, the exhibition, uh, no, the virtual environment which displays existing or ruined sceneries is an original and infinite digital museum where exhibits are displayed in a pseudo-natural for them environment in digital world. New ways of presentation will create new worlds, and new worlds will provide space for new stories. Every existing or non-existing artifact uh, could be used and presented as replicas, and the original would not corrupt. It is impossible to define physical form from digital artifacts as they are equally important. Combining them through, though, would be the paramount form museums of the United States and elsewhere could take. Imagine a place where a network of museums exists, merging civilizations and providing spaces for the viewer beyond the actual reality. The physical museum will be a leading figure that will host such well-organized environments where 3D printed objects and detailed design worlds combined will, be create, will create a scenery for every civilization filled with symbolic meanings, dynamic uses for the public and the research team where the artists would make alive exhibits. As it is already mentioned, museum designs are determined, determined by several rules, mainly laws of nature that defy our, our reality. In a try of inserting the logic of a small world like that of a museum in digital 3D world, a question will be created. Which rules of our reality matter now? On the virtual reality dimension, the user creator of digital museum is tempted to test different methods without having the fear of failing. In that virtual reality space, nothing is wrong if it suits the, if it suits the vision of the creator. Basically, the, the only rule that is applied is the denial of any physical law of the reality, creating the ideal proper scenery for the exhibit. That said, rules like human presence, confined dimensioned walls, uh, or absence of environmental aesthetics could be changed based on what the scenery would be. The process of the aforesaid uh, procedure could have many implementations with different combinations. In parallel to oral stories, which are living heritage in a big everlasting journey, generation to generation carrying values and traditions, the museum is now is the same alive structure to, to transfer uh, ideas. The history, the innovations, and the life of the aspiring cultural civilizations as a place of solely presenting the artifacts in a way of rediscovering the knowledge as a dynamic process for the visitor. The next step of museum's evolution might be the metamorphosis into uh, a virtual museum or a compilation of physical and virtual parts. So now, in order for everything to be understood the best, best way possible, I attempted to create a simple paradigm of exhibit grammars on a new, of the new way to be presented uh, uh, to present the exhibits as it could be presented in a virtual reality museum program. Let's say that the chosen exhibit is a prototype of, a, of an Ionian column artifact. The classic exhibition room will consist of many visitors in a regular size on museum scale room. In the next few slides, rules will be applied in order for scenario of visual environment specifically designed for this exhibit to be addressed. First of all, this is the classic exhibition room. Uh, there will be no crowd, which often prevents the perfect whole view of the exhibit. Then, the human, uh, the, then there will be the human uh, limit scale. The room could have infinite dimensions. Also, the height of the room could be extremely high, or not at all. The exhibits could have the real size, scale, form, as it was meant to be. No damage in this environment. There could be several in environmental aesthetics or prop uh, features. And finally, one of the most in in innovative rules, surrealism, could be applied, creating scenarios and existing uh, 
and using the pre-existing artifacts and natural parts as part of the reality, of the new reality. Ignoring the rules that defy Walt's reality and by using the database of artifacts would deliver results that form as a whole a communication language dynamically infinite consisted by a finite number of exhibits. The definition of the museum would still exist as the place where any civilization culture is offered to the public for observation and learning, but in a new and improved version adapting to new technologies. Thank you. Thank you for your attention. Alexandros and Jeffrey, excellent presentations. And Fabienne, uh, we are grateful for your, for your insight that you've shared. Um, in your, in your abstract and your case for the revision of the definition of cultural heritage by adding natural heritage to the tangible and intangible cultural heritage Perhaps definitions. Perhaps um, want to share some questions of natural heritage each other, Alexander to Jeffrey or Jeffrey to Fabian, so to, to make uh, certain conflicts of make, interest. Uh, the three um, panelists yes. uh, Point well taken. Idea. And I think the reference that you gave to the National Park Service and comparing the definitions um, was very astute and challenging. And I would, it makes me want to know what my colleagues who work for the National Park Service would have to say about the bureaucracy and how you know, these definitions on their level um, are, are actuated and, and realized. So you have presented a very challenging, um, I think that, that now we have an opportunity to have interaction and a Q&A. And um, I, am, I am looking to some assistance on how that sure. um, shall be carried, carried out. Sure. We have a question from attendee Mohammed Hekmet. Yes, we yeah, can hear okay. you. Uh, good, good afternoon. Please present yeah. your question. Uh, my, my question is about the concept of heritage and how to define the integration concept of heritage in uh, ICOM museum de definition. For example, when the ICOM define heritage as a tang tangible and intangible heritage, it means uh, two separate parts of uh, heritage. And in my experience, this kind of uh, de definition has a problem for curation. So my question is, is it possible to define the integration uh, de definition of heritage or not? Well, my, my two big panelists would be that um, an integration would be just... Go, Jeffrey. Yeah, uh, maybe just the, uh, the object itself. Um, you know, uh, a bowl could have a lot of artwork on it. Um, you know, and if you just look at it from a material perspective, maybe someone thinks it looks like a stick figure, but that it may be something else entirely to the one that, to the person that made it. So I, I don't know how well that answers the question per se, but in terms of integrating material and immaterial, you could, you could still look at the object itself. Uh, you know what, for example, uh, I believe every intangible object has one or several objects. One or several objects. So in this situation, I think we should think about Could you repeat the last part? You think that the intangible I think we should think about the heritage without prefix. Tangible or intangible. Only the heritage. Every heritage has uh, some uh, intangible aspects 
and some uh, and uh, one tangible aspect. Sorry, I think we're having some uh, major difficulties, um, Mohammed. Unfortunately, your your sound is very low, so I'm not quite sure if the settings on your microphone are a bit low. Um, for the sake of time, uh, we do thank you for your first question, and we're going to have to um, move on to another attendee. If you can get your microphone settings um, and your volume to be a bit louder, we can come back to you after and uh, follow up with your question. But for now, we're going to move on to Diana Marsh. Thank you. I apologize again for the technical difficulties. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, great. Um, so my question is for Jeffrey. Um, I was curious, uh, partially because I've had this conundrum uh, working on my own exhibit projects, how you worked with visitors to allow them to, you know, be creative, but also to prevent, um, you know, any possible culturally inappropriate, uh, you know, products of any kind or, or sort of encouraging cultural appropriation when working with indigenous materials and allowing visitors to make their own versions of these kinds of things or that kind of thing. Yeah, that, that is certainly an issue that, that I came up with right away because um, you know, cultural appropriation is a big thing. But what helped a little bit in my case uh, was that we're talking about tourist trade, you know, and so when you make something for, for tourists, you're, you know, it's sometimes more what they want so in that way it's not it's a it's it's a little a little freer um but yeah that that was um it, it's it i'm not sure if that's something that has a true um you know a true answer uh but we probably could you know alleviate the problem by um just uh you know making sure that um you know you you have the clear a clear um the history clearly laid out, uh, have someone there to help them, t you know, talk, guide them through the history, talk about it. Um, you know, when, when my project was the standalone, with the sort of the standalone, uh, activity, that was, that wasn't something that we even, um, even tried to police or anything, but you almost can't, uh, when it's just sort of out there in the open, it's just a regular activity. But, um, yeah, I mean, Probably the best you can do is just, you know, say that um, this is a, this is, you know, this is your own. In some ways, you can say this is your own project, but we want you to understand, uh, you, the visitor, understand uh, the history we're trying to discuss, and in the most, you know, in, in the most sensitive way possible. I mean, there are better ways to probably say that, but yeah, it, it, yeah, but especially yeah, with Native Americans, it, that history does get very, uh, very touchy, and it hasn't in. It's taken, uh, you know, about this long since the 90s to even try to recover that kind of relationship between the historian, archaeologist, and and uh, Native American. But um, yeah, like I said, just uh, you know, at least make sure the history is clearly laid out, and you know, do you know, do your best, I guess. Thanks. The idea. I believe that. I have a question for David, if I may. If I uh, recall properly, uh, when you, you were interview, interviewed for the Philippine uh, Museology uh, podcast, you were presented as um, working as a consultant for the uh, San Francisco uh, Jewish Museum, Contemporary Jewish Museum. And here again, we cannot separate heritage. No, it wasn't. Historical heritage or material no. No, heritage with or the, um, natural with the Jewish um, community center, which is separate oh, from the sorry. landscape. Because that museum is a, is a collection less museum. Of appropriation of and and that, I would like to see yes, how this true. is now coming into the, the, the whole spectrum then, of the ICOM uh, uh, definition of museum. In general, concept of uh, what do you think about? using the integral well, concept think, of heritage. Um, generally, if, if this helps, um, museums who choose not to collect are still considered museums under the rubric of American definitions. So, you know, it's possible and embraced if, there's, okay, if they're non-collecting. Clarify. Uh, I, th I love the, the word heritage because it encompasses everything. So, 
it's just like I said, I think it was a cultural. Uh, it was not meant to fall through the crack that natural heritage no longer was represented. But by keeping tangible and intangible, those two terms are only they are linked to humanity, so they do not encompass the natural uh, world. But the heritage we inherited the land and nature. And I totally embrace this notion of, and, and, and I really like the point that you made earlier that um, some cultures uh, have symbolic representation of nature in their heritage. All that is, so it's more, no, I think that the concept of heritage, but then also the notion of what is incredibly uh, relevant to the discussion since the beginning of, of the symposium is a concept of collections. That's why I raised um, uh, the San Francisco uh, Jewish Contemporary Collectionless Museum, because this is a word that is not part of the definition since 1961 has been removed, and yet everybody goes back to that word. And uh, so there is these kind of, um, uh, it's as if we were in conundrum there. There's a little bit of a um, um, refinement, but we're close to encompass everything. But also I think that in the definition of I, um, I come, uh, definition of museum, I come is there for the professionals. And so, um, which is what the previous uh, definition was acknowledging were the activities that professionals were performing in these institutions. And so um, these are also very uh, strong um, concepts that I think need to be um, um, taught through in the new definition of museums. But I, I love the, the concept of heritage because precisely it makes us responsible. It is something we got from the past, but that needs to be bestowed for future generations. That's the notion of heritage. And, and, and if we can encompass nature in there, I'm a happy camper. <laughs> <laughs> Panel, we have about three minutes remaining and we have one more question. Um, it looks like Susie had heard Muhammad's question and was going to repeat it, but we will try to give um, I was going to give Muhammad access one more time, but he is gone. So we will just have Susie reiterate the question that um, Muhammad had asked earlier. Yes, Susie. And we have about two minutes remaining to draw the panel to a close. So I, this is what I understood his question as, that there's no point in stating a dichotomy between tangible and intangible because the tangible cannot exist without the intangible. And that's something Teresa Shiner had discussed in one of her papers in one of the ICFOM study series, uh, that you know, you start out with the intangible, the intangible is within the tangible. An object has a concept, and that concept is all uh, a part of that object, is a part of the artifact. So, and I think that's another point what Fab was talking about in terms of natural that there's no, there wasn't a, um, I, I, I was there at the 2007 uh, general conference, but I did not hear the discussion about when they took out the word natural. So um, I'm thinking that maybe it's all really important. Perhaps uh, Alexandra or Jeffrey have something staff, to say about that? Um, you know, noticed um, that that was taken out. So the clear, uh, detailed definition of what exactly is heritage um, and why is there a dichotomy between tangible and intangible, that's something maybe we can also think about. Alexandros? Yep, and we'll allow our panelists um, just about 30 seconds apiece in, or, in order to recap. We do need to stay on time because um, panel three is a long one, and we want to be sure to give everybody their 15-minute break before we go into it. So um, Alexandros and Jeffrey, if you'd like to provide some closing thoughts on that and um, briefly. Okay. Uh, I believe also that the intangible, intangible uh, heritage, uh, it, is, uh, it should be linked because it is uh, parts of the same uh, body because heritage is a, a huge uh, aspect of culture and uh, as I said in my 
presentation, uh, there should be links between different heritage and of tangible and intangible uh, civilization and cultures yeah. and history because through that you compare and examine the same things from different uh, aspects of life and history and time zones and era and you see and you understand better uh, your history. That that was from my point of view. Uh, I guess I can also add that, uh, you know, it definitely uh, intangible is very much a part of the, the tangible, uh, but also, you know, point of view issues, everyone's going to have their own special opinion on it, even if, you know, the, the original maker had their own. Um, so that's something, you know, keep in mind. I think I remember, oh, was it, oh, it, was a, it was an artist, I forgot his name, but it's something like, if I knew what it was all about, I wouldn't have painted it. So I wish I could remember, the, it's, it'll come to me after we're done, of course, but I think that the point there is some, and, and okay. the other side Again. of the spectrum of, well, maybe they wanted someone else to figure out what was going on with it. So that's, you know, just, you know, uh. kind of view issues or something else to keep in mind. Well, I, I couldn't be more in agreement with Susie's um, uh, or Mohamed um, uh, assessment there because heritage, yes, we inherited land, we inherited our past, or culture, all that is just, and we are working with a museum's task and its professional work towards making sure that it, it is uh, given to a future generation. So a holistic um, definition of heritage okay. would be better than a sliced up into categories. This category. is a, an issue that needs to be to be more discussed. But uh, I think both uh, the three of you gave us different insights, and I thank you both three of you and also David. That it was a, a pleasure to share this symposium. Thank you. Yes, thank you all for your contributions, and I hope that your ideas and your thoughts will be brought to the attention of the ICOM uh, process of redefinition. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Rob.